a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Your telephone company has a great history. What's the best way to show people that story? That's what we'll be talking about here on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'll be your host. And today I'm joined by Tara Swarzynski, the marketing coordinator for Nortex. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thanks for joining me. Uh, it's been helpful. We are here at the uh, TSTCI uh, Marketing, Customer Service, and Accounting Conference here in Austin. And Tara went to University of Texas, so she's been giving me the lowdown on everything to do here in Austin. So we finally hit record because we figured that we needed to to make the podcast instead of just talking about Austin and everything else going on. So, uh, But what we're going to talk about, I think it's really interesting. Um, Nortex, uh, there in Munster, Texas, they have a museum. It's called the Gene H. Furman Memorial Museum. And it is dedicated to the story of Nortex and of the, you know, before that, I guess, Munster Telephone. We'll get into all that in a minute. Um, but just kind of give us a real quick kind of preview. What do folks see if they show up at the Gene H. Furman Memorial Museum? Well, you're definitely transplanted back into time. Um, you get to see everything from a magnetic magneto telephone to the traditional switchboard operators used to use to um, the spikes that were used to climb the telephone poles to a 1950s uh, service car as well, truck, yeah. So there, I mean, and we were talking before just about all the different things on there. Um, you mentioned um, the different telephones on there, which, uh, you know, going from back, yeah, you said Mad Men, I just finished that series on uh, on Netflix, I guess. I, I love all of that period stuff, but just the variety of telephones that, you, that you were talking about. Yes, um, we have on display, there's everything from, I would say the earliest phone, maybe 1960s to all the way to current uh, cell phone times. And you can go from the black uh, Mad Men style mm-hmm. phone to the 70s green bejeweled disco looking phone awesome. to <laughs> uh, the bag cell phone you used to keep in your cars. And we have those all out on display for people to touch and play with. Yeah, that's great. Now, the, the one thing, and we'll get into how this came about and some of the marketing strategies in a minute, but it's, it sounds like such a unique place. Um, you were saying they've got the camera that they use for the local channel for a while back, which sounded really interesting to me. Oh, so um, our owner, Alvin Furman, he, he likes to tinker with things, and he's a very brilliant man. Um, when we first started our information channel, uh, Channel 2, he used, I don't remember correctly if it was a, a lawnmower engine or a washing machine engine. Nonetheless, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Either way. Right. Yeah. He um, connected note cards with information in like a half circle and he would have this camera sitting on that engine just rotating through it um displaying the information on our information channel and then it's piped from the channel yeah. out there for everybody to see yeah. or from the camera right out there for everybody Correct. to see that's great i've never yeah. heard of uh, heard of something like that so you mentioned uh, mr Furman. let's talk a little bit about that now y'all are are family owned yes. right so a lot of the collection there, or all of the collection, I guess, came from Mr. Furman. Yes. So that's how it all came about. Yes. Where, um, and he just had most of this stuff, or Derek, talk us back through. So okay. you're saying Munster Telephone started first, and it was early 1900s? 1909. Okay. It was a Munster Telephone. And the first uh, switchboard was put in a house, actually. Okay. And Miss um, Horn was their first uh, official operator of the time. 
1957, Alvin Furman um, took over the telephone company and turned it into Munster Telephone. So since that time, he has been saving and collecting um, to make this museum. Yeah. Okay. And it's named the name of it is the Gene H. Furman. That's his son. Yes. Okay. All right. What do you think this does? Now, now who come, I guess let's start there. Who comes to see the museum? You said you have school groups? Yes, or? we do have a lot of uh, school groups that come in. It's a, it's a very educational um, tool because you get the visual experience, you get the audio experience, you get the kinesthetic experience, you get, you know, it's all hands on deck. Um, Alvin Furman actually has recorded uh, his story from the story of 1909 all the way to present and so you just follow his numbers one by one at each moment and you get to hear his little tidbits and um, advice on how things have progressed and what the company did to handle it and yeah and he's still active I mean he's still coming into this yes. but him and his wife yes like both. okay his wife Gracie they're both still very active with the company that's a, a lot of telephone history that you've yes. got still there every day. Yeah. Now with the school groups, it sounds like that's most of the folks that are in there come in as school groups, right? Correct. Um, what are the kids, you know, first graders, what do they think of some of these, these things that you have there? I think it's fascinating because um, children today, they don't know what a rotary phone is. And so when you show them the wheel with the numbers on it, they just want to punch it as if it's an iPhone or an iPad. And when you explain to them, they have to round it all the way to the top and let it go. It just it just blows their mind. So it, it's really fun to see the old with the new kind of come together and learn. Sure. Yeah. Now, what... Um, I guess from a company, maybe a company culture perspective, um, what does it do for the employees, do you think? Like internally, not even looking at the people in there see it, but just to have that kind of resource to remind everybody of the story the company has. Uh, does, you know, do employees check it out every once in a while? Yes. Or is, every, is that part of orientation? Yes. Or, okay. All employees go through the museum. What do you think it does uh, for all of them now that everybody's so focused on broadband and you know everything else? Uh, what do you think it does for just folks understanding the company's story to have a resource like that? It personally makes me feel like a bigger piece of the puzzle, like I am a part of history in the making currently. Sure. Um, and when you go back and just, when you look at the, the hassle that's going on with, you know, constructing fiber, your schedules are all over the place, you're busy, you can't think straight, and then you just stop for a second and you go through the museum and you realize they too had just as many issues and they have overcome them and they have turned out just as progressive um, as ever so we too can get through this point and keep going and like I said be a part of history yeah and what do you think it does that's like the internal idea but then externally does it do folks know that it's there is it a does it help with marketing at all to kind of have this reminder that folks can see you know this company has been here a long time committed to serve do you think it helps with anything marketing or awareness customer education anything like that sure um it is located in a very small town, Munster, so it's right across the street from Sonic, which is a big hit. Sure, so sure. it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and everybody in town is very familiar with Alvin and Gracie Furman's uh, contributions to the town. And so if they haven't been to the museum, I highly encourage they do check it out. We did have a, a couple of people. Um, there was one tour I gave that um, 
these kids, their father was in the telephone industry and they had drove in because they wanted to see what he okay. had to endure right. um, through the majority of his life. And so they were very fascinated as well because they didn't realize how much work it took to sure. make it all happen. So. Sure. So I can go there and get my cherry limeade across the street. Yeah, and back over that's right. And check out it's a good time. <laughs> so if there, because I've seen uh, various degrees of folks, um, the telephone companies, you know, you go into some and they'll have an old switchboard or they'll have an old, uh, you know, the, the, the crank phones, magneto phones. Other folks have gone the other way and it's try, you know, like the, the room, uh, the waiting room, the lobby, whatever is all clean, sleek technology, this sort of stuff. Uh, if you've got somebody who is thinking about, um, you know, hey, we've got this, they may not have everything that you've got there at the museum. If you've got somebody, a marketing person who's listening to this and they know they've got this closet full of old phones and all that sort of stuff, what kind of advice would you give them? Do you think it, it's, go ahead and get that story out there and show, show the stuff off? Or, Absolutely. Or, or get that story out there. Um, it's, it, like I said, it's just fascinating to see where we have come throughout the years there's no reason for it to sit in a closet and collect dust when it could be on display uh, i do think there's a perfect balance to being that sleek modern cutting edge technology company sure. which we like to see ourselves as now um, we're now the internet company not the phone company sure. but still we didn't start as that so you know it's great to pay respect to your past and um, just remember where you came from so i definitely say pull that stuff out of the closet let's get that on display Maybe even show your employees. I mean, do they know what a magneto telephone looks like? Do they right. know what a switchboard looks like? So, certainly. Now, any do's or don'ts? You do the tours yourself. It sounds like you lead some of the tours. Um, Alvin's wife Gracie actually takes great pride in leading tours. If she's unavailable, oh, okay. I'll step in for her. But yeah. You know, no big deal. You're yeah. just filling in. For yeah, her. no big deal. <laughs> the right. matriarch. For somebody who knows everything with the yeah. yeah. Who was there um, when it happened? Alvin's narrations throughout the museum uh, takes them through that. So it is a self-guided tour. There is no tour necessary. But it is fun to point out little things like, hey, you can push that button if you want. You can pull that cord out. You can, you know, press play. And so, yeah. Sure. So I enjoy you, it. I mean, you know the kids that are in there are going to want to push those buttons yeah. anyway. So I might and as well can. just embrace yeah. it. So, yeah. Right. Oh, is there anything else as we wrap up here? Is there anything else folks need to know uh, either about the museum or anything else that you'd like to add um, while we're talking about it before we wrap up? We pretty much covered it all. Um, our museum is connected to our where Iron Art Techs are stationed in. Okay. So, I, like I said, I think it's just a great way to incorporate the new and the old all right there in one big warehouse. And you just, it's, Fascinating to be reminded of how far sure. we've come and where we're going. If you're ever in Munster, Texas, um, which kind of give us, well, I guess that's what we should do. If Give us a little geography. Why, okay. Where would folks be going if they're passing through Munster? Or, or you know, if somebody hears this, wants to go see the museum. Sure. Uh, how close will they be to some of the other cities? Or Okay. Well, coming from Austin, it's four hours north. <laughs> All right. You go up 35. Um, it's a, about an hour and 20 minutes north of Dallas. Um, you're going to go straight towards Oklahoma. There's going to be the Red River that stops you, and you're going to take a left on 82. Go down that about 20 minutes, and you'll see us. The museum is right off 82. You can't miss it. Great, great. Well, I've, I've enjoyed this. It's always fun to kind of see what folks are doing, and I love the idea of the local channel with the uh, the motor <laughs> spinning the camera around. That's great. Um, well, Tara, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank I've, you. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. 
this episode, our guest has been Tara Swarzynski, Marketing Coordinator for Nortex. If you'd like to check out the museum, there is more information on their website. Um, so you can uh, find Nortex and then uh, find the museum there for some photos, that sort of thing. Uh, I'll try to remember to put a link to that in our show notes so you can just uh, make it a little easier for you. Tara, thanks again for joining me. Uh, this will be one of our one of our last. I think we've got a couple of more episodes we're going to record here from the TSTCI conference. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.